Now, you as students and faculty may uh, have uh, thought that probably this year I've been doing some emphasizing a little too much. But I've been doing it because I know conditions in this country and I know what's needed and I know the problems we're facing. So I want you to know when you go out in the world, if you go astray as a Christian, I don't want anybody here to be to blame. So I've been driving it home to you every uh, time and time again this year about the problems we're facing. And the, what I've been telling you is so. And I'm going to read you a text today that exactly fits the condition on which we're living. Now notice, it's in the book of Jeremiah, the fifth chapter, and the 30th and 31st verses. It says a wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. Now, the word uh, Dr. Brokenshire said was well, an astonishing thing, and I looked it up in the revised version. He's right. I checked him on it and found he was right about it. An astonishing and horrible thing is committed in the land. Now, that's a striking statement for a prophet, isn't it? All right, now, what's happened? If I walked out on this platform today and say, men and women, are horrible things happen in this country. One of the most astonishing, horrible things you've ever heard of. You'd be right on your tiptoes mentally and emotional. The prophet of God comes here in the Old Testament and says a terrible thing's happened. And a horrible thing's happened. It's astonishing too. And, and then he tells us in one verse that horrible and terrible thing has happened. Here's what he said. The prophets prophesy falsely. And the priests bear rule by their means. In other words, they rule through these false prophets. And my people love to have it so. The folks enjoy it. And what will ye do in the end thereof? What's the outcome? What's going to happen? The prophets prophesy falsely. Now, young people, I want you to know what a prophet is. A prophet is not necessarily a man who foretells what's going to happen. A prophet's a man who tells what God tells him to tell. That's a prophet. Now, a prophet sometimes does tell what's going to happen because God told the prophet to tell the people what's going to happen. But you do not have to tell what's going to happen to be a prophet. In the New Testament Bible sense, a prophet's a man who tells the folks what God tells him to tell them. That's an honest, upright prophet. He may say something's going to happen. Or he may say something's happening now. Or he may say something's about to happen, but he tells what God tells him to tell. That's God's prophet. Now, no prophet of God gets his message from anybody but God. He may get his training in the delivery of that message. He may get his training in how to make contacts for that message. But the prophet of God, the true prophet, tells the world what God tells him to say. And when you tell what somebody else tells you to say, you cease to be a prophet of God. I've been out preaching all these years up and down this land, and the greatest temptation on earth is not to yield the pressure that's put upon you. I remember years ago, I was invited to speak in a Chautauqua up in New York State. I was to take the preaching service on Sunday, back in the old Chautauqua days. And they had this Chautauqua uh, uh, there stretched in town. We were spending a few days there resting between evangelistic campaigns. So the committee came down and said, now we'd like to have you, Dr. Jones, uh, speak uh, tomorrow night, Sunday night at the Chautauqua. We'd like you to be the Chautauqua preacher. I said, well, thank you very much. I'll be glad to do it. The man looked a little embarrassed. He said, now, wait a minute. Before you go on, I'd like to tell you something. Some of our best supporters, he said, are Jews. He said, some of our best supporters are Roman Catholics. 
Now, he said, I want to be sure that you're not going to say anything against the Jews or the Catholics. Now, I didn't tell him this. I'm going to tell you this in a minute. I said, I'm not going on that platform to preach with orders from anybody. Now, I don't say anything against the Jews because I think the covenant God made with Abraham holds good till this day. I bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. I believe that covenant holds. I've always, I belong to a crowd of Christians that's friendly to the Jews as a race of people. I think they're miraculously preserved. The Jews have never been in, had anything to fear about my animosity or hatred against them. I've always had a friendly attitude towards the Jew. They're lost like everybody else. They're sinners if they reject Jesus like everybody else. But the most marvelous race of people ever lives, the Jews. I had no idea of saying anything against the Jew. I was certainly am a gentleman and would not go on a platform and should talk for occasion like that and attack anybody's religion. I'd be on the positive side. I'm a gentleman and I always have been in the pulpit. But let me tell you something. I wouldn't walk in anybody's pulpit on earth with my instructions from any committee about what to say. I get my messages from God the best I know how out of his word and out of prayer. I'd be glad to have a man tell me what the situation is. A fellow won't say to me the conditions in this town are so and so. That's all right. If he'd have said to me, Dr. Jones, we're glad to have you preach. We have a good many Jewish friends and a good many Catholic friends will be there. And a good many, of course, Protestants will be a lovely opportunity. That's all right. I have no objection to a man telling you the conditions. But when somebody writes out to you what you were to say, you cease to be God's prophet. Somebody says, don't say and do say, you cease to be God's prophet. If you listen to it. Now, the prophet of God is a man that says what God tells him to say. Now, God has a Bible here that tells you what to say. You can get your message out of this book. It's here in the book, man. That's the only kind of prophet you need today is a man that speaks to the people out of the word of God. You don't need a man today to tell you what's happened because God's told you in the Bible all you need to know about what's going to happen. All you've got to do is to tell them what the Bible says about what's going to happen. You can tell them out of the Bible what God says about what's happening now. You can tell them what God says about sinners. The trouble today is we are taking somebody else's message except the message of Almighty God. And there are false prophets around the world today saying what they want to say themselves or what somebody tells them to say. Now listen just a minute. For instance, I read one time in a book that was recommended as a book to be read by preachers in a certain denomination in this country. It's a very interesting little book. It's back there sometime years ago on the subject Christianity in the Social Crisis. And this book said that uh, Jesus said so-and-so, and the early church believed so-and-so, but said they were wrong about it. And uh, here was a, a book recommending young preachers to be read and studied, and go out in the world to ap apply the gospel to social conditions, and yet it immediately denied that uh, the early church, what they said was right about the Lord's coming and other things. Now, you are God's prophet. You're supposed to be. That's a true prophet. But he said here, uh, uh, Jeremiah said they, they prophesy falsely. They've got a, a crowd of false prophets in this country telling other things, and you've got them all over America today. Let me tell you something. They are growing in numbers every day on this continent. False prophets. Telling them what men say, and what the books say, and what science says, what somebody else says, instead of saying what God says. I've said it many a time, I had great respect for that donkey, Balaam's ass, as he rode around the land, and God told this ass what to say, and the ass said it. And I've got more respect for Balaam's ass saying what God told him to say than to have any doctrine in any pulpit in the world that stands up and tells man something as a prophet of God that God didn't tell him to say. Now, these false prophets got in the land in this country today. 
You can hardly pick up a newspaper and read the story of Simons. That you don't read all sorts of false prophets propaganda in this country. Now let's take the next step. Now he said the prophets speak falsely. They prophesy falsely. Now listen. And the priests, they were the religious bosses. They were the powers that be. They were the folks in control of the thing. Now the office of a priest was a great office. Uh, they're descendants of Aaron. You know, they, they were great people. Nothing wrong with a priesthood as it was in the Old Testament. Uh, it was set up by Almighty God. Nothing wrong. But it had become corrupt. And these priests were corrupt men in those days. And they wanted to control the machine and get to their hand. So they backed the false prophets instead of the prophets of Almighty God. These false prophets went out and said what the priests told them to say. And they said, now you say so and so. You've got the same thing in this country today. Just exactly. There's not uh, hardly a religious denomination on this continent. Now, let me tell any of you folks who are listening in, there's no danger out here at Bob Jones University. Somebody said not long ago, said, Bob Jones University, a Dr. Bob especially, is always attacking the church. Now, I'm not doing anything to God. I'm attacking the priesthood of the Old Testament now. I'm attacking the bosses in the priesthood that back the false prophets and their propaganda. Just like I'm attacking today religious bosses and the ecclesiastical machinery of this nation who move out today and push in the positions of places and prominence. The men in this country who do not give God's message, but give the message the bosses want to give to all the fellows in London. Now they send the fellows out. They send the young preacher out. Now this is what to say. 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 Now you go out and tell them this. Uh, you tell them this. You tell them to back this crowd. You tell them to back this crowd. And it's the desire of the bosses to stay in power. That's the way they operate, see. It's the same thing you have in the world. It's not God's system. It's a devil's system. It's the same thing that the political machine in the city organizes and they send out the propaganda they want out to keep the bosses in power. Now, that's exactly what happened. So these uh, priests ruled because of the influence put out by false prophets. And they kept them in power. Now, that's exactly what he's told them. You've got it today. They give you instructions what to say. Now, this is what you want to put out all of this country. This is propaganda you want to put out. What for? Redeem the world? Oh, no, 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 no. So we can go to our job. So we can be in power. So we can have position. So we can hold ourselves and control our crowd. That's the condition of in America. It's more terrible than you realize. Listen, it took me, I had reached the age of 67 before I realized how terrible it is and getting worse all the time. The rank and file of the preachers in this country are good men. The rank and file of the preachers of these evangelical churches want to do the right thing. The rank and file of these men at heart are sincere Christians. And the rank and file of them are for Bob Jones University and the testimony of this school. They have poised. We had a girl here the other day, uh, came up to go to school. A pastor said, that's the place to go. He said, I, I'd like to see you go up there. We've got them all over this country. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Men of God, love the testimony, love that which is Christian. And they stand by the testimony that we have, the testimony of these other people. They know what's on them. They know the condition they're facing. Now, they're good men. Don't misunderstand me. I've always said a big percentage of the preachers are faithful men that in their heart want to do right. A lot of them are caught in a, the grip of a strange, peculiar, hypnotic machine which they don't know how to break and how to untangle themselves. And it's all due to the bossism. The bossism that you have in religion. It's always been that way. It got that way in the Old Testament. 
They had their false prophets, and they didn't represent God Almighty. They represented the religious bosses. And they kept the religious bosses in by their pious talk. I'll venture the assertion of Jeremiah to come into town back there and begin to tell him what God said. One of those false prophets had come along. He'd have made the most pious speech ever heard. I bet he would have said, uh, uh, men and women, we should stand by the priest. Uh, this priesthood was established by Almighty God. We came all the way down the line, generation after generation, these faithful brethren. Yeah, they are true to God. We'll stand by them. Those priests that sent them out tell that kind of story. What do you want that done for, priests, to save the people, to save your race from damnation and destruction, to save the peril of judgment? What do you No, no. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Everybody loyal! Those prophets went there. Poor people. Didn't know any difference. Honest people, good old women, said... Did you hear brother so-and-so the other day? He said we ought to all be loyal. Did you hear brother so-and-so the other day? I sure like the way he talked. He said we ought to be loyal. I never shall forget as long as I live when Dr. Ironside said to me one day, he said, you know, a lot of these old people over this country sometimes have a modernistic preacher. They sit there, those old women, and sing the old hymns. they still got some of them left in the hymn book. And they sit there and sing those old hymns and they don't know what it's all about. They are sincere themselves. They are true. They love the doctrines of that church and the Lord of Jesus Christ. And they sit there and listen. And then these folks go out. I'll venture one of these prophets said, Now listen, Brother Jeremiah's a, a nice gentleman, of course, a little overzealous. But he's irregular. You know, I don't believe in this interdenominational stuff, you know. I believe in being perfectly regular. Now, Brother Jeremiah is a little irregular. He doesn't belong to our, to our crowd. And we ought to remember that now. Uh, we should all be regular. I'm regular. Count on me. I'm there when you wave my ecclesiastical flag. Hurrah! But you know, Jeremiah was God's man. And God's always got a joke off on the world. These false prophets and these religious bosses through the ages are raising up somebody. Give them God's message. When Stephen was dying, he said, Which one of the prophets happens to persecute? Your fathers persecute them. Name one of them they didn't persecute. The prophet of God didn't take orders from prophet of God was a gentleman. You don't have to be a roughneck, but you just get your orders in the right place. Get your orders from God. Let God tell you what to do. Don't listen to the orders of somebody else unless what you get from somebody else is in line with what God told you. Nothing wrong when the machine tells you to preach the blood of Christ, salvation by grace through faith and atonement. Nothing wrong with that because that's in line with the Bible. But whenever the machine walks out in this country and tells you, don't you preach so and so and so and so, and you know that God Almighty wants to deliver, you deliver. You know what they say in this country? They say we are interdenominational. 
We are not. We are non-denominational. We don't claim to be a denomination. I wonder if there'd be any objection in this country if a Methodist steward, a Baptist deacon, a Presbyterian elder, get together and have a prayer meeting and say, you know, we ought to win souls to Christ. We ought to stand with the Bible. We ought to be good witnesses. That's interdenominational. Don't have anything to do with them because they didn't get their order from bosses. God brought them together in prayer meeting. God burdened their heart with a passion for souls. I wonder how they'd feel about that. Would they want to stop it? That's what they did. They say, they're trying to usurp the place of the preacher. Is that so? Whoever told you the preacher is the only man supposed to win souls for Jesus Christ? I think I've read of some laymen in the Bible that went out and won people to the Lord. I think of laymen being chosen under God's divine direction. Who'd you get that kind of stuff from? Where you get that kind of propaganda? The bosses. Bosses put down. Who ordains him? Uh, I wonder what credentials he has. Jeremiah, uh, we didn't lay our hands on you. Uh, you talk too straight, don't Penny. He hasn't, his name's not on our roll. He's not our man. Uh, you know, uh, we are careful about the ones we ordain. We ordain the ones that back the bosses. Yeah. Got to go to our school, you know, and take our course. <laughs> we got to have time to dilute them a little and send them out so they're for us. Won't get his. Oh, God pity us in this age. Wonder what old Jeremiah would say to America today. Churches empty at Priamy. Empty on Sunday night. Saturday night at the club, women drinking cocktails. Somebody told me this morning about a woman goes to the church society in a certain church, not in this town, another town, chain cigarette smoke. Well, but she's loyal. Right, see? Too bad she goes that far, but she's loyal, see? The priests rule and control things and dominate things through the false prophets. As long as they have our tag on them. It's our credit. They can deny anything they want to deny, but they'll just keep us in power. You've heard of politicians, haven't you, that had Christian background doing the most terrible things ever done by certain men they point to office. Maybe send an ambassador to some country. Ought not to be there, according to the record. Oh, well, you know, he's one of us. He, he's a Democrat or he's a Republican, you know. He's one of us. We stand by. Say, listen, the world can't beat the corrupt priesthood. Listen, perverted, corrupted religion is the most cruel thing on God Almighty's earth. Perverted, cruel religion cried for the blood of Jesus Christ. And sent out the plain people, common people. To stand around and say, Barabbas, 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 Barabbas. They were coached before they went there. Religion. False prophets. 
Listen, folks that belong to a line that should have been right. Nothing wrong with the priesthood. God ordered it. God set it up. But corrupt men took it over. Jeremiah couldn't have gotten on read a great many of the scriptures. If he'd have been a drunkard, some of them would have given him an read a great As long as you hollered for him. I've known men who were known to be the drunkards and blasphemers to get honorary degrees from religious schools for political reasons. You know, I happen to be one of these understanding political persons myself. I fought that battle out long ago. I know as much about the political setup as any of these guys in this country. I know how to check them. I know why they did this and why they did that and so on and so on. It's all figured out. They'll put them on their boards. Don't care how much cocktail they drink and how much sin they do and how much cussing they do. And the bosses, the folks sit back in uh, their lowly homes and love God and the bosses run it. And these Priests stay in power. These bosses stay in power. They sit back there in power. Rule through these fellows. Send out some good old preacher, prophet. Nasty a nice sort of fellow, you know. He doesn't know he's blind. His baby doesn't know. But he's not God's prophet. Now, he said the people like it that way. <laughs> you know why they like it that way? Well, they feel decent, you know. <laughs> They don't worry much, you know. They feel pretty respectable. They say, you know, I I can drink cocktails. I can cuss. Get divorced whenever I want it. I pay my part of the bills and pretty respectable community. Stand pretty well, you know, in all that kind of situation. I'm respectable. Don't feel quite so mean, you know. It makes me feel decent. And uh, I like it like this. That prophet of God, he talks too straight. He shoots me. I can't sleep when I hear Jeremiah. He keeps me awake at night. I don't want to hear him. He stirs me up. I don't want to get right. I got to come clean. I got to straighten up. It's too big a job. I, I, I don't like it. But old brother so-and-so makes me feel so good. <laughs> no, a fellow said to me one time, said, no, I do enjoy hearing so-and-so. I always feel like a saint when he gets it. I go to hear him, and I just go out feeling just wonderful. And he was a dirty, low-down, wicked, godless sinner. I knew his character and reputation. Everybody else knew it. He said, I always go to hear him. He makes me feel like I'm somebody. He doesn't bother me. See? Folks like to have it that way. That is, folks don't want to get right like you like. Folks that really are right and know the facts, they are sorry, see? Now, the reason you've got all these independent uprising in America today is due to this same condition that Jeremiah faced. These independent schools and these independent movements and these independent missions and these independent centers, these independent evangelistic movements, all of them are the uprising. Today, because some folks won't take orders except from God. I'd like to say to you that some of us could have had anything the ecclesiastical machine had to give. 
The man talking to you this morning could have most anything he wanted and most people won't. But I like to take my orders from God. I don't like to put out propaganda that keeps the wrong crowd in power. I don't like to have to support some organization that's contrary to Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ and the Bible is the word of God. I like to be a free man. Pretty hard sometimes. It's not easy. You sit back and know what's going on. It isn't easy sometimes. People like to have it so. And old Jeremiah said, my, how's this going to turn out? What'll be the end of this thing? Jeremiah, you know what's the end of it. It's judgment. 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 Israel faced judgment. The religious bosses are responsible to God and they're in hell somewhere. They're to blame. Never has been anything matter with common, ordinary people. Jesus was sure the common people heard him gladly. Plain women with simple faith would hold up their little babies in their arms when Jesus had passed. So maybe Jesus could see their little baby. Common people around the country would go down the street and sit down to dinner and a wicked woman would be going by. She said, yonder's a good man. I know I'm no good, but I was good one time. I remember when I was pure, but it looks like he loves sinners. I wish I could kiss his feet. She ran in there and got out and kissed him. Took her hair and wiped him after she put tears on him. Yeah. All the time, the religious bosses say, let's get rid of him, let's get rid of him, let's do so-and-so, let's stir up the people. Let's say he's no friend of Caesar's. Tell him he, he's no friend of Caesar's. Tell him that. Go out, put the propaganda out. You go down this way, you tell your crowd, you tell your crowd. Put out, he's no friend of Caesar's. You tell him, he's against our crowd, he's against our church, he's against our own. Go put it out, go put it out. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. Went out, said, you know. Of course, uh, guess he's a means well, but you know, he's off. He's beside himself. He's crazy. That he's just a little warped and twisted, and uh, you know, he's uh, he's going on the mind our church and wreck our machine. Why we won't have any place. You better get out and do something. About it. Stir them up, stir them up, stir them up, stir them up. The blood of Jesus Christ and the prophets are on the hands of the religious bosses all down the ages. Every time these religious bosses clap their hands, blood spatters. They're false prophets. They're prophets. And some people may be listening to me now, and you know I'm telling you the truth, but you haven't the character and the faith and the manhood to stand.
just a weakling. Prophets prophesy falsely. Everything's look, everything's all right, everything's fine. We took in so many members. Look how we're growing. Good shape. This is what we want to get out now. We want to focus the light on this thing, this institution, and this movement, and tell them about it. <laughs> We're rich, prosperous. We are God's people. No mixing with anybody else. We are chosen. Get that propaganda. But up and down the lines, tell it everywhere, whisper it. Speak out bold at times. Check Jeremiah, don't let him in you if you he can help it. Don't ever let it get him in you. But brother, you know you can't stop a man like Jeremiah with the push of God back of him. It takes more than the red lantern of religious bosses waving across the path of a man like Jeremiah to stop him. God's always had somebody. They don't stop easily. Put out the propaganda. Tell them about them. Stop. Prophets prophesy. Go tell them prophets. Tell them everything's all right. Tell them this thing about corruption and that. Tell them there's nothing wrong in it. Tell them if it's so, they ought to cover it up. Tell them not to try to wash that linen in public. Tell them to settle their problems inside. Tell them they're hurting the cause. Tell them they're breaking down the machine. Put out the propaganda. And the errand boys for the priest's reign. Jeremiah said, what's going to be the end of this? Judgment. 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 With all the ecclesiasticism in America, to America is more corrupt than it's ever been in its history. There's less moral conviction this country ever had. Ecclesiasticism has more influence than America ever has. Great federal council of churches. Great central movements. Great ecclesiastical organizations. Great ecclesiastical conventions. Spiritually, we're at the lowest ebb we've been in, certainly in my lifetime. What are they doing? Just keeping the bosses in power? They're not at prayer meeting. They're not at church on Sunday night. Get a lot of members, bringing in more unconverted people, most of them. Just increasing the roles of unconverted people, most of them. You for my church, my cause, come on in! Help us put it over. Help us put it over. Put what over? Why, well, I knew a preacher went down and met a sin on church and said, Bill... You ought to join my church. Help us put the thing over. Well, Bill said, I ain't fit to be a member of your church. Oh, that's all right. You might get better if you join my church. You know, you come on in there and go to work and you'll get all right. Strange stuff, isn't it? God of hosts, be with us yet. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. According to the prophet, the greatest judgment that's ever come in the history of the world is going to be the judgment that's coming upon ecclesiasticism in the close of this age. 
There are two marvelous pictures in the close of the age. There's the great ecclesiastical organization crushed on the heel of the Antichrist. Judgment, judgment, judgment. Destruction, destruction. A call the mother of harlots and death and destruction. But here's another picture. You lift the prophetic telescope and look through the mists and the darkness and the smoke and destruction. And you see up in heaven a great crowd. And there they are out of every people and kindred and tongue and tribe and nation. And there they are. Up there. Somebody said, let's sing something. And they didn't say, let's sing about the priesthood. Even though the priesthood was established originally by Almighty God. They said, let's sing about the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. Listen. The more ecclesiasticism grips people, the less is Jesus exalted. Watch it. Watch it, man. Saints are exalted. Priesthood's exalted. Machinery's exalted. Communism's exalted. Social service is resorted. And Jesus Christ is lost sight of more and more. And God gets some John the Baptist somewhere that's lifts up his finger and says, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And somebody says, Shut him up. He's taking the light off us. Shut him up. Stop it. Tell him not to say that. Tell him not to say it. Listen, young people. You have only one job as a Christian. The supreme job is to cry out, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. You can't overemphasize that. You better lift him up. The prophets prophesy falsely. And the priests rule by through them. People like it because they are not bothered. But what's going to be the end of this thing? Judgment. 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 It's where this nation's headed. There isn't an ecclesiastical machine in America that's big enough to save us. Most of these machines have lost their spiritual power and they've lost mostly their influence. When I was a boy in southeast Alabama, if a preacher spoke in this country, politicians trembled. You could scare them to death by saying the preachers. Can't scare politicians anymore if they got any sense for saying preachers. Back there before World War I, we dragged this country up one end to the other, preaching the gospel. Reform swept over the country. 
There's less reform in this country today than ever has been in my lifetime. Less attack made on real crime, effective attack. They cry out, the mother, the mother of the fallen has fallen. Bigger the machine, greater the ecclesiasticism, louder they talk, the less they say about Jesus Christ, the Redeemer. And the world marches to hell. May God keep us right here. Let's don't waver. Lord God, I want to ask you to forgive me if ever in my lifetime I've got a message from man instead of thee. Forgive me if I've ever been influenced by the bosses. As the founder of this school, with years piling up, I want to dedicate my life anew to you today. Pray that you come upon Bob Jr., the president of this school, with a strange new anointing of power. And all the staff associated with it, all the teachers, all our board of trustees, all the patrons of this school that want this kind of a school for their children, all this group of nearly 1,200 young preachers, all this group of young folks who are planning to go to the mission field. Lord God, let the power fall upon us. These machines and ecclesiastical bosses are not going to be our judges. We're going to have to look into your face someday and check in with you. And help us to be so dedicated and so consecrated and so loyal and so faithful. That we can say, Jesus, we ask for only one thing, and that is your will. Keep us true to thee, faithful to thee. God bless all the faithful preachers in this country that are struggling against great odds in these days. These men that are caught in the grip of a strange current, being swept along, that want to know what to do and don't know just what to do. And there they are. But in their hearts they love you. And long to see you exalted, Jesus. They long to see you exalted. God bless thee. Bless all the saints everywhere that exalt thy name. And help us to be faithful to thee. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.